catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Monday morning, September 19th. I'm Jacob Sedesi, and this is The Point from WUFT News. A new report from Climate Central found that 83% of major power outages between 2000 and 2021 were attributed to extreme weather. Florida had the 10th highest number of outages in the nation, with the leading reason for those outages being hurricanes. I spoke with Florida Public Radio Emergency Network's Melissa Fato about what else the report revealed and what's at stake when the power goes out. So I wrote a brief about a new analysis released by Climate Central, and Climate Central is a nonpartisan organization that provides climate and weather research to journalists. And basically what they did was that they compiled about 20 years worth of data from utility companies around the country. And what that data set found was that about 83% of major power outages between the year 2000 and 2001 were attributed to weather events. And what counts as a major power outage would be an outage of more than 50,000 people. Can you explain what this analysis revealed in Florida? I actually was able to obtain not just the analysis itself, but the data set that they used. So looking at the data set, the most common reason for outages is no surprise hurricanes. And Florida had 65 major outages from the years 2000 to 2021. And that 65 includes non-weather related outages as well. But the majority were from some sort of weather event. And of those 65 outages, 43 were due to hurricanes. The year with the most outages was 2004 with 20 major outages. So that's a little less than a third of the outages listed. And 2004 is notable because Hurricanes Charlie, Francis, Ivan, and Dean all impacted Florida that year. And I also found that the longest outage cataloged was in 2005 after Hurricane Wilma and lasting approximately 17 days. So obviously losing power is an inconvenience, but you mentioned in your article that for some people there's more at stake. Can you talk a little bit about that? Obviously it's a huge inconvenience when we lose power, but really if we lose power for more than a few hours, it can be pretty dangerous. Not necessarily for everyone, but it can be really dangerous. One of the things that can be dangerous is a lack of indoor climate control if accompanied by extreme heat or cold. So for example, although only a small percent of power outages happen because of a heat wave, it can happen. So in that situation where you have lost your climate control inside and you're going through a heat wave, people can suffer from heat stroke and other heat-related illnesses. And then, of course, if you lose power and it's extremely cold, winter weather was also one of the reasons power can go out. So actually, about 22% of nationwide major outages were attributed to winter weather. Obviously, if your heating goes out and it's very cold, that can also be very dangerous. If there's an extended outage for several days and you have not prepared with non-perishable foods, that can threaten people's food supply. And then, of course, people who are vulnerable to having their power go out for even an hour are in a lot of danger if there is an outage because they rely on a medical device to keep them healthy and alive. This is why in Florida, we have special needs shelters and the special needs registry. So if you rely on a medical device to survive, you can actually sign up for one of these special needs shelters 
again, during a hurricane situation specifically, where it will be for sure that you will not lose power and there's medical staff that are trained to take care of you. Now that's just in a hurricane situation. There's lots of different situations where there might not be a special needs shelter available. So those people can also be vulnerable. Large scale outages can also affect utilities such as the public water supply. So if power is out in the entire city, and the water filtration plants cannot operate, then of course there is not clean water to drink. So this is why in Florida, it's so important that we prepare for these kinds of emergency situations because a storm like a hurricane or a tropical storm, it really doesn't even take a really strong hurricane to knock our electricity out. That's why it's so important to prepare with food, water, and other things that you might need, because even a day of no electricity can be very dangerous. That was Florida Public Radio Emergency Network's Melissa Fato on a new report about power outages. Now let's catch you up on today's top stories from around the state. National conservative groups are pouring money into local school board races. Politico reports that Arlington Super PAC American Principles Project paid for a commercial airing in Florida that depicts a drag queen reading to children. It's designed to attack a school board candidate, claiming Democrats indoctrinate students into so-called trans ideology and critical race theory. In addition, the New York-based 1776 Project PAC endorsed over 100 school board candidates in Florida and beyond. What were traditionally local contests are now the target of national conservative groups hoping to shape conversation around race and gender identity in the classroom. This highlights how education has become a prime issue conservatives are focusing on in this election cycle. President Joe Biden will speak in Orlando at a rally for the Democratic National Convention September 27th. Fox 35 Orlando reports that the president will join officials in the party and speak to voters about the economy and programs like Medicare and Social Security. This trip will mark the president's first trip to Central Florida as president. He was supposed to visit Orlando in July, but had to cancel after testing positive for COVID-19. Traffic and construction around TIAA Bankfield are making life difficult for some Jacksonville Jaguars fans. News 4 Jax reports that fans coming down Bay Street will run into construction for the Commodore Point Expressway, which goes east and west between the Hart Bridge and East Bay Street. Also under construction is the westbound overpass to Adams Street and Duval Road. And so is the new practice field for the Jaguars, right in front of the stadium. Some say it was easy to get in, and one even said it was better than it's been for a while. But still, the best thing fans can do in the future is arrive early or use a transportation service that can take them to the game. One Brevard County High School launched its first ever esports team. Fox 35 Orlando reports that O'Galley is one of seven Brevard County public high schools competing in the video game Rocket League this year. For those unfamiliar, Rocket League was described by one team sponsor as soccer with race cars. Subscribe to The Point newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox every weekday morning at 8 a.m. Visit wuft.org for more information. I'm Jacob Sedesi, and you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida. Have a great Monday.